Today's episode is actually a direct cut from an Instagram live training I did last year, but it's so relevant to right now because the topic, which is how to identify your priorities is still one of the things that I have to work through with literally every single client I work with. So I hope you enjoy today's throwback episode and don't forget to go ahead and follow me on Instagram so you can get more live trainings in addition to the Beyond Leadership podcast. You're listening to the Beyond Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski. It is my purpose in life to use the lessons I've learned from more than a decade of leadership experience in everything from business to politics to nonprofit and the military to help you become the leader you've always dreamed of having. Whether you lead a network marketing team, a Bible study, a global brand, or a family of four, every week I'm going to walk you through tangible ways to grow your influence and make your vision a reality. So if you're ready to drop the burnout and bullshit strategy you've been fed and design your own aligned leadership style, you're in the right place. Let's go. If you're anything like me, how I used to be, how you are now, how a lot of us mompreneurs are, priorities can make us go eek, right? But we want to get to a place where we are settled and happy and content and high vibing in our priorities. So today we are going to talk all about priorities. I'm going to take you through the three parts to finding your priorities. But some of the questions that you guys asked in my stories were, what's the best way to determine your priorities? So we're going to cover that. We're going to talk full-time work, home, family, new biz, all the things, right? How do we juggle it and still feel like we're getting stuff done? And we're also going to talk about how to make sure you stay focused and what to do when you get derailed because you're going to get derailed and I'm here to tell you that's okay. So first things first, we're going to talk how to find our priorities. Um, Three ways, three steps to do this, reflection, vision, and then finally figuring out your priorities. So let's go through reflection first. Reflection is important to everything because we can't know where we're going, right? Unless we know where we've been. So in order to figure out where you want to go, you need to figure out what you've done in the past, what's worked, what hasn't worked. So to do this, and I'm going to caveat this entire conversation by saying, I'm going to be giving you homework. I'm going to be giving you journal prompts. I'm going to be telling you to do things. If you want to make progress, doing the work is the only way to do it. You can buy a program, hire a coach, read a book, listen to a podcast, You can consume all of the information you want, but if you are not taking the action steps that you're being taught to take, nothing is going to change because nothing changes until you change. So when I'm giving you these assignments, you can choose to do them or you can choose to not. Just understand that if you choose to not, you're going to be in the same place 30 days, 60 days, three months, 12 months, 10 years from now that you are right now. So before you choose to turn on Netflix tonight, instead of sitting down with a journal, even though you think it's a little woo-woo and a little hokey, think about what that's going to cost you. 
So now let's go back and talk reflection, right? We can't know where we're going unless we know where we've been. So let's talk journal prompts. Let's talk writing this out, right? How did I end up at this point? Where are you right now? And how did you end up there? What has been working for me in the past? What am I doing that I am most proud of? Because even if your life is a complete disaster, and again, we've all been there, even if everything seems like it's a complete disaster, something has to be working because you're still a living, breathing adult human who is at least semi-functioning, right? So what are you doing that's working? What are you doing that you're most proud of? Those are the things moving forward that we're going to want to keep around. Part of growth is knowing the difference between what we're keeping around and what we're getting rid of. And that's the next question is, what hasn't been working? What do I need to change? What do I need to let go of? Letting go might seem like a loss, but more often than not, when we're talking about this, loss is good. It can be the loss of this massive weight on your shoulders that's holding you down from finally getting to the surface where you can breathe again because it's holding you underwater. Letting go and losing things and quitting are not always bad. Sometimes you need to quit to move on and be better. So think about these things. Think about when when you're doing this reflect. What can I keep? What do I need to let go of? And this is going to show us where we need to make changes and what we keep on doing. And the answer very well could change for you. As you continue this exercise and you continue to reflect, um, as you look at where you want to go and look at what your priorities are and what you want them to be, likely this reflection piece is going to check. So keep coming back to this. Reflection is not a one and done. Reflection is a regular necessary thing that we all have to do and we probably don't do often enough. So after you've appropriately reflected and you know what happened in the past and what you want to keep, let's talk about vision casting. And vision is immensely different than goals and your goals are immensely different than your priorities. So it's your vision is not about what you've prioritized in the past. It's about what you want to prioritize and where you want to go moving forward, right? Vision forward, not happened yet, but going to happen in the future. And we get to know our priorities by knowing where we want to go. And our vision is how we do that. So Rachel Hollis, for those of you who know Rachel Hollis um, and several other wonderful, amazing coaches, my coach Kelly Brock teaches the same thing, but it's this 10 year vision casting plan. So sit there complete silence, you're probably going to need a good one to two hours to do this and do it well. But really honestly think, what do you want your life to look like in 10 years? The first time I did this exercise, it was pre-pandemic spring of 2020. It was like February, so not even spring, still winter here in Wisconsin. But it's early 2020. And I wrote down this 10-year vision. And I did it very begrudgingly because I was not a person who believed in the power of journaling. I thought it was a little woo-woo and that this whole manifestation, calling out your dreams was garbage. Spoiler alert, it's not. Um, 
But I did this and I did it begrudgingly and I wrote down in a notebook that is still in my desk drawer exactly what I thought that I should write down. I wrote down that I was going to be in my network marketing company and I was going to be at this rank in this position and have this car and this and this and this and this. And as I grew as a person through my first group coaching program, I did it again and again. I did it three times in the course of like four months. And every single time my vision changed because I started letting go of everyone else's expectations of me and what their visions were for my life. And I started thinking, what do I want? And a lot of this was centered around how I wanted to feel, right? So 10 years from now, you are going to be 10 years older. Fact. 10 years from now, I'm going to be 44. What do I want to feel like when I'm 44? What do I want my physical body to feel like when I'm 44? What emotions do I want to have when I'm 44? It has to be more than where do you live? What does your house look like? Yes, talk about things like your morning routine, but talk about your morning routine from the perspective of how it makes you feel. Like 10 years from now, I am telling you, I will not work on Monday mornings. I will wake up. I will make sure my child gets to school because at that point he'll be 12, which is also terrifying. But I will make sure he gets to school and I will come back and I will, you know, maybe do some yoga and I will take the dog for a long walk and I will sit and I will sit my coffee and I'm not going to work unless it's on me. Monday is going to be mama's day, Sarah's day not mama's day, Sarah's day, because I want to have that time worked into my routine where I can feel whole as a woman and not just like a mama and not just like a business owner. That's what I want my Mondays to look like. What does it look like when you come into your living room or you come into your kitchen? What does your coffee make you feel like? Who's in your life? Do you have children? Um, what do you do for a living? How does that make you feel? Where do you physically work? I'm going to be physically working from home. What is that space going to feel like? How is that going to, like, how is my space going to impact me? Um, I talk a lot about leadership. So I ask myself, who am I leading? And while I might not know her name right now, I know her. How do they feel about me? How does she feel about me? How do I make her feel? What's the culture of the organization that I built and what are the feelings around this? What kind of things are on my calendar that get me excited? And what am I contributing to? Where's my energy? What kind of clothes am I? Like all of these things talk about how we feel, not just about the physical thing. Um, and then take a look, figure it out. Like what is something from that vision that you can start doing today? Is it maybe that you in 10 years want to wear Chanel perfume, but you can save a couple extra bucks and go to Macy's and buy it tomorrow. Pick something that's going to ground you in that vision so that you know where you're going and you can always keep that and the priorities associated with it in front of you. 
So use your heart, use your imagination, discover what your vision is. And remember, it's not about what other people think you should be doing or what is expected or what is the next right step. I think so many times we as women have these societal things put on us, right? You start dating a guy and then it's, oh, when are you going to get engaged? You get engaged and it's, when's the wedding? Or even in some families, it's, when are you going to have kids? The second a kid comes out, it's, when are you going to have another one? Oliver needs a sister, right? We have so many expectations put on us that a lot of times we end up doing things that aren't ours. They aren't our vision. So when you're talking vision, when you're talking priorities, this has to be absent of literally everybody and everything else in your world. So absent of your people, unless you want to keep them around, absent of your work, absent of all of these other societal expectations, what is it that you want? And that's going to come from figuring out how you want to feel and what's going to make you feel that way. So this is going to lead us into our vision. And from our vision, we're able to get to our priorities. So a couple of notes about priorities before we talk about how really to, to go back into our vision and find them. So one, priorities are not goals. When we have our vision, we can break it down into these goals and they're you know microscopic steps that we can take one by one by one and check them off. That's a goal. A priority is an area of your life that you want to have clear focus. This could look like deepening my relationships with my team instead of adding one new team member this week. See the difference there? So something that is a tickable, measurable, uh, quantifiable thing, that's a goal. Your goals need to be quantifiable, but your priorities they don't need to be quantifiable. They need to be, what's the other word? Emotionally measurable. So it would be deepening my relationship with my team versus adding one new team member this week. Um, priorities should also be enduring and long-lasting instead of quick short-term wins. Another thing, and I talked about this in my stories a little bit ago, is that we don't develop priorities, we discover them. And here's the, the psychological breakdown in the difference is when we are developing something, yes, we are putting time and effort and energy into it, but we are creating it from scratch. It is new. It is not something that pre-existed. When we discover our priorities from within that long-term vision that we just came up with, that is what is intrinsic and in us and deep-seated and has been there all along. So we want to discover our priorities, not developing them. Developing priorities is what happens when we take societal expectations or we take our uplines expectations or our mom's expectations and we create priorities out of that, right? You see what I just said there? We're creating the priorities. We're developing them from somewhere that didn't already exist. And what happens when we do that is, yes, we might say that this is the priority. We might say that this is the goal and we may take action steps to get there and hell, we may even achieve it, but we don't ever fully get there and we don't fall in love with it because it's not something 
that's really that deep down emotionally important to us. So say you're in a network marketing business, right? And you just achieved rank B and the next thing is rank C, right? You want to get to this supervisory director leadership position because that's the next right thing. But if that's not what's on your heart and if that's not the direction you want your business to go, yes, you will take the steps. You'll recruit the team members and you'll do it, but you'll do it half-assedly and half-heartedly. And a priority without your full heart invested in it is never going to create lasting, emotional, positive change in your life. It is just going to be this thing that is simply there and that you do. And eventually, because you don't feel an emotional connection to it, you're going to quit. And if you're like me, you're probably going to feel guilty that you quit and you're going to feel like you're letting people down and maybe you even won't quit even though you freaking hate it because you feel like you're letting somebody down. So just don't lie to yourself and say it's your goal or say it's your priority or say it's in your vision in the first place. That's why we think about what's important to us absent of everybody else when we're talking vision and priorities because it needs to have a strong emotional attachment. And we're gonna come back to the strong emotional attachment at the end when we talk about getting derailed. A study published in December revealed that 23% of people give up on their New Year's resolutions within a week of making them on January 1st. By January 19th, that number climbs to half, and by the end of the month, 68%. At the end of June, just halfway through the year, only 4% are still striving toward those same New Year's goals. Any of that sound perhaps a little too familiar? Believe me, I get it. Been there, done that, but not this year. Not for me, and not for you either. So what's the secret? You've got to get your mind right. Now I know I claim to be a fluff-free coach and I promise you that is still true because there is nothing fluffy about getting your mindset straight in order to hit a goal. On Thursday, January 20th, I'm actually hosting a free workshop to help you trade in your, oh, I don't know if I can do this belief system for one that guarantees success in your business. To register, go ahead and click the link in the show notes. This is 30 minutes you won't want to miss if you've got big plans in 2022. And now, let's get back to the show. So another piece of your homework that I'm going to give you right now is to brainstorm all of the things that you do. Take a look at that vision that you wrote out. What is in that vision? Are you a wife, a mom, a business owner? You're a housekeeper. You're part of the PTA. You work a nine to five. What of that do you actually want to do? And what do you want to put energy and effort toward and prioritize? So when we think about priorities, we have to think about it as something that costs us something, right? Your priorities and focusing on those priorities is going to come with a price tag. To say otherwise is a damn dirty lie. I like to equate it to money because someone who previously came from a uh, scarcity money mindset, money and talking about letting money go out the door scares me still, just a little bit. But equate it to something like that, like money. 
because our resources are finite, whether it's financial resources, whether it's emotional resources, whether it's time or energy, all of these are resources that we have available to us to spend and they are all finite. You cannot give and give and give and give and give and give and give energy just like you can't give and give and give and give and give and give and give money unless you also have something coming in, right? So think about it like this. What is this worth? Simple as that. What is it worth? When my sisters and I go shopping, we like to play a game called what is this worth in dollars, right? So if I'm at TJ Maxx, because that's where I like to shop, and I see a super cute dress, I go to my sisters, and even if they're not with me, I send them a picture, and I go, what is this worth in dollars? Because we equate things to their worth. And, you know, Nicole might say it's worth $20, and Elizabeth might say it's worth $18, and that means if it costs under $18, I get to buy it. But if it's a $40 dress that they only say is $20 worth of cute, I don't get to buy it. We need to do this with our time and our money and our, our emotional management as well. So this thing that I'm about to embark on, this thing that I'm going to do, I'm going to go do this podcast or reach this goal. What is that worth to me? If it is going to cost more than it is worth to me, I need to think twice about one, whether or not I'm going to do it and two, why I'm doing it. If I'm doing it because I feel guilty for not doing it, maybe it's not the best thing to do. If I'm doing it because maybe the financial impact isn't there, but the emotional reach back is there, then I do that cost-benefit analysis and I make that determination. But understand that when you're making these priorities, the resources that you're putting toward them are finite. So for me, what I have determined my priorities to be, and again, priorities, we're talking areas of our life that we want to focus, not specific goals, long-term, enduring, right? My priorities are my family, my health, to include mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, and building leaders. And to me, building leaders means in my home, in the military, and in my business through my programs and through my podcast. So those are my priorities and it's in that order, my family, my health and building leaders. And if I have an opportunity to do something that doesn't align with those priorities, I really, really take a look at it and go, okay, how is this going to serve me? What am I putting into it versus what am I getting out and where do those scales tip? Is it worth the investment that I'm making in it? And sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. And sometimes we can make excuses and say something falls within our priorities when we know it doesn't. So that leads to the question, like, what do we do when we get derailed? And getting derailed is not a bad thing. It's not an irreversible thing. It's something that will and is going to happen. And it's something that we need to manage. So, so what do we do? Getting derailed happens, one, first and foremost, when we set priorities that are not aligned with our vision and what we actually want out of life. And if you're getting derailed on priorities that aren't actual priorities, it's time to reevaluate your priorities and create new ones, right? But when it comes down to it, 
you need to know like one, that emotional attachment, but that deep seated reason why you are doing something right. And if you come from a, a psychological background or if you are in network marketing, or if you have ever had a coach, they all talk about knowing your why, knowing the reason behind exactly why, why you are doing something. So, you know, I say my priority is my family. Why? Well, because I love my son, right? Why? On average, we have to ask ourselves why five to seven times in order to get to the real bottom of the answer. I learned this this morning when I was recording a podcast that's going to come out next month. We have to ask ourselves why five to seven times before we get to the real answer. That doesn't mean that times one through six, we throw away and ignore because oftentimes those can give us valuable information as well. But keep asking yourself why. And this is where a trusted friend or a a personal development coach can really come in handy because they can force you to answer the question that sometimes you don't wanna answer. How many of us have ever tried this exercise? Oh, you know, I'll just ask myself why seven times and then we get to time four and it starts getting a little dicey and it starts getting really real and we go, I think I'm done for the day. And you never go deep enough because you don't want to go there. Because why number five, six, or seven is going to make you cry. Not like, I'm so happy I discovered it cry, but like ugly fucking cry. Right. So we we get to this deep seated why so that we know what specifically that emotional connection is. And once we find that, we're less likely to actually skimp out on our priorities in the first place because we can come back to it and say, "Okay, I know why I'm doing this. So I'm I'm starting a business because I want to be able to raise my child because I know that nobody, nobody can raise my child the way I can. And I want to be able to use that time with him to right generational wrongs that I am a product of. That's pretty freaking deep, right? So when I think about, I don't want to record this podcast. I don't want to do this financial plan. I don't want to do whatever it is that is helping me align with my priority and get to where I want to go with my vision, what is that costing me? It's not just costing me not getting to watch Netflix. What not doing that is costing me is that time I will get to spend with my son. That time that I will never get back. What it's costing me is having to send him to school, to daycare, five days a week while I go to a nine to five and work essentially to pay for daycare. What it's costing me is someone else raising my little boy when I know damn well that nobody is going to do it the way I do it. What it's costing me is not being able to right those generational handed down wrongs that were given to me and were given to my parents and were given to their parents before them. It's forcing me to stay in a cycle that I don't want to be in any longer. So, is it worth it to not watch 
whatever show it is on Netflix that everyone else is talking about so I can do the thing that gets me to where I need to be. Hell yes. Because what it's going to cost me long term is way more important. My priorities are way more important than what it's going to cost me short term. The other thing that we can do in order to help us not get derailed is a time management trick that I like to use. So who has a planner or does a dump list or has this massive to-do list, right? At the beginning of every week or at the beginning of every day, this massive like page long list of all the shit that needs to get done throughout the course of the week. And you may tick off a thing here and you may tick off a thing there, but you always feel like you're adding more to the list and you're never getting everything accomplished partly because you're getting distracted scrolling through Instagram on your phone and partly because you don't really realize how long things are going to take you, right? So what I do every Sunday, I sit down with my planner and I go, okay, what is everything I need to get done this week? And I make a list. And sometimes that list is half a page and sometimes that list is six pages. But it's everything from I need to record a podcast to I need to edit the podcast to I need to go grocery shopping to I need to drop this stuff off at the post office to I whatever it is need to pay the mortgage need to do Instagram content creation every single thing that needs to get done. I take a look at that list and I go okay what can I hand off to somebody else first and foremost and as a type A person which I'm sure a lot of you are as well as entrepreneurs who are one just starting off in your business or two just trying to to hold everything together and you want to be able to do all the things I get it I love you I see you what can you hand off to somebody else maybe it's picking up the dry cleaning and you have your husband do it on his way home from work maybe it's dropping the stuff off at the post office and you have the neighbor girl do it and you pay her in chapstick whatever it is Figure out what you can get rid of. Take it off your plate. If it's not one of your priorities and it doesn't need to be done by you, let it go. The next thing I do is I take a look at that list and I say, okay, of the things that are left that I have to do, what's an appointment and what's a to-do? And the difference between an appointment and a to-do is anything that I look at on that list that I know is going to take me more than 20 minutes of time that is an appointment in my date book. So whereas drop this stuff off at the post office is a quick like on the way to daycare drop off in the morning, I can just drop at the mailbox and go. That's a to do. Something like content creation for Instagram is not a to do. Because if you've ever tried to batch content for Instagram, it takes you more than 20 minutes, right? You gotta do the hair, you gotta do the makeup, you gotta change the outfits, you gotta record it, you gotta edit it, you gotta do all the things. It's going to take you time. So you take that and you make an appointment. Say, when do I, this is gonna take me 90 minutes to do this week. When in my calendar do I have 90 minutes? And you put that in as an appointment with yourself. Because what your brain does when you have an appointment and you see that whether it's in your paper planner or in your Google calendar and you get the pop-up notification, you go, oh, I have this time was specifically blocked off for this thing. So this is what I'm doing in this window. Versus I have four hours of free time and I'm gonna try to do a bunch of stuff that's 
on my to-do list, you're gonna get pulled in different directions. You're not gonna know what to do. Oftentimes we end up doing things like, I need to rearrange the markers in my cup so that they're in rainbow order because that's something that can affect my current mood right now, but is that really in line with your priorities? Does that really even need to get done in the first place? Right, we've all been there, done that. To-do lists are garbage. Appointments with yourself are key. That is one of the things that I do without fail every single Sunday. And since I have been doing that, I have found that I am a lot better at managing my time, keeping up on my priorities, and staying true to what I actually said I was going to do. So there's a little time management hack for you in here while we're talking about priorities. But again, to recap, three pieces of priorities, right? We're gonna reflect, figure out where we've been so we can figure out where we're going. Once we know base where we wanna go, we create that 10-year vision. And yes, that's gonna require a little woo-woo journal exercise in a couple hours of your time. And no, it's not something that needs to stay permanent forever. It is allowed to change. As you grow and develop as a person, it is right and necessary for it to change. And then once we know where we're going, what we want long-term, we develop priorities out of that. Not goals, goals come later and they're a whole different process, but priorities, areas of your life where you want to focus and you discover them, you don't develop them. You discover them from where you want to go. Then all you have to do is figure out why it's important to you and keep on track. So I hope this lesson blesses you. I hope it helps you. And if you have any questions, please reach out. I would love to be able to serve you in your priorities because I know you have something to offer this world. And it is my mission to help you lead yourself so that you can lead other women in whatever it is that you're doing because I know that it's important. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.